Hey guys, welcome back and thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Sherry. Today I'm going to talk to you guys about a case that has bothered me for the last few years. It's incredibly sad. Kendrick was only 17 years old. There's something really familiar about him. I think it's his long hair and the fact that he was close to my son's age. This story hurt me and telling it to you made me feel all of the emotions. It was one of the most difficult because I think of my own son. And if you put yourself in Kendrick's parents' shoes, you'll begin to feel it too. This is episode 24, The Case of Kendrick Johnson. One thing I want to point out before I begin the story, a lot of you like to look up photos of the subject before you begin listening. I do it all the time when listening to my favorite podcasts. Kendrick's case contains a lot of extremely graphic post-mortem photos of his body. His parents had the photos released so people would understand why they are pursuing an investigation. His parents want you to look at the photos. They want you to feel disgusted and upset and angry. So if you choose to go Googling them, you don't need to feel like you're betraying Kendrick. His parents are begging people to get out there and help. Remember back to the Bianca Devins case? Remember there were some really disturbing photos of her on Instagram and Discord? Her parents had to work to get the pictures removed. This is different because his parents, again, want you to see the photos. They need your help. But a strong warning, they are extremely graphic and hard to look at. Kendrick was this young, very handsome kid. The photos involved in this case look nothing like him due to decomposition and so on. The story takes place in 2013. Let's jump back to that time for a moment. Barack Obama was president. There was the Boston Marathon bombings. Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke was the number one song in the USA. The Baltimore Ravens were the Super Bowl champs. The average gas price in the U.S. was $3.49 a gallon. And lastly, the film Frozen was the highest grossing film of 2013. Kendrick Johnson was born October 10th, 1995 to parents Kenneth and Jackie Johnson. He was their youngest son. At the time the story takes place in 2013, Kendrick is a sophomore at Lowndes County High School in Georgia. Now Kendrick was a for real natural born athlete. This kid was going to go far. He was a member of the school's football team, the track team, and the basketball team. Being a three-sport athlete, I'd imagine, would be extremely tough, but for him, it was just his life. Every day, he seemed to have practice or a game. His parents were very supportive of all of his activities, and he was their star. Kendrick had dreams of being a professional football player. He was described by everyone as a very quiet kid. He wasn't ever in any trouble. He just went to school and played his sports. On January 10th, 2013, it was the second day back from Christmas break, and high school is back in session. Kendrick has a day packed with all of his classes, and then later on in the evening, he's going to go to a basketball game. It wasn't his game, though. He was just going as a spectator. In the afternoon, Kendrick didn't show up for his weightlifting class. The teacher assumes he went home early or maybe skipped the class. That afternoon, Kendrick's mother is waiting for him to come home from school just like any other day, but he never came home. She knew there was this other basketball game he was planning on attending that evening, so she assumed maybe he hung out at the school or with a friend until the game, and then he would be coming home afterwards. She's pissed, but this is a best-case scenario for her. She drives over to the school, and there's no sign of him. She drives back home and then back to the school again. There's still no signs of Kendrick. 
At 12.30 a.m., his mother Jackie reported him missing to police. The next morning, January 11, 2013, a group of students is gathered in the gym for gym class. Now, this high school had two buildings. There was the old building and the new building. They were in the older, smaller building. The students noticed there were some rolled-up mats off to the side of the gym floor. They were standing against the gym wall. The mats had been stood up by a janitor during Christmas break. One student stands up on the bleachers and was horrified to find that in one of the mats, he actually saw a pair of white socks sticking out near the top of one. He gets closer and he sees it's a human body rolled up in this mat that is standing up. The gym teacher, Mr. Pipelow, starts frantically overturning the mats to get to whoever is inside of one of them. One of the students calls 911 on her cell phone. The gym teacher gets to the mat and is unable to pull the student out. He is too late. The high school is placed on lockdown at 11 o'clock a.m. The investigators have a lot of work to do. It's revealed the student is 17-year-old Kendrick Johnson and his parents are informed. It's noted that he may have been retrieving a pair of sneakers from inside the mat and gotten stuck. The reason for that theory is this. The school makes students pay for a locker, so what he would do is leave a pair of sneakers for gym class inside the mat and then get them out when it was time for gym. Well, the mats are always stored sideways, but again, a janitor stood them up over Christmas break since there was some renovating going on in the gym. So detectives think Kendrick dropped the shoes inside the mat to hide them, and then he went to retrieve them later and got stuck. It was known that Kendrick always wore different sneakers for gym class. He was a multi-sport athlete. He took gym class very serious. I'm going to post a link in the description that was taken after Kendrick was found. I do this because you can see how the mats were stacked up and so on. I want to warn you, though, that there is footage of Kendrick's body sticking out of the mat. You won't see it until about eight or nine minutes in. It was incredibly hard to watch. I cried when I saw his notebook laying on the floor. I think about my own son and when he was in the 10th grade. Whether it was murder or an accident, this kid didn't deserve whatever happened to him. The mat which Kendrick was found was around six feet tall. When rolled up, the mat left a 14-inch hole in diameter in the center. Kendrick's shoulders were measured 19 inches across, and he was 5 feet 10 inches tall. There wasn't any visible injuries to Kendrick. Now, one thing that has always bothered me about the forensic evidence in this case is something a lot of people bring up. On the floor at the bottom of the mat was a pool of blood. On top of the blood sat the shoe that he was supposedly retrieving. The shoe is black and white, and it's spotless, yet it's sitting on top of the blood. They did find blood on some tissues in the girl's bathroom. Students were questioned, and a girl said she was hit in the face with a racket during a game during gym class earlier, and it caused her nose to bleed. That's where the bloody tissues came from. The blood was tested, and it belonged to a female. Five days after his body was found, a vigil was held at a local park where friends and family could gather and remember him. Hundreds of people showed up, and it was on the local news. School goes back to normal for most students. A lot of the kids were pretty shaken up for a while, especially the ones that were there when his body was found. One thing I found surprising was that less than 12 students from the school were at his funeral. I would have thought more would come. 
Kendrick's football coach gave his eulogy, which is great, but it seemed odd that more classmates weren't there. Around three months after his death, his parents speak up. The initial grief has worn off and they are ready for some answers. They declare they know their son was murdered. They are 100% certain. Kendrick's father attempted to recreate the incident, which I can't imagine how difficult it would be to retrace the exact steps that would lead to your child's death, but he was going to try to do it. It was extremely difficult for him to get the mat past his shoulders. This further deepens the mystery. Another thing is that the law in Georgia states that upon finding a dead body, the coroner is supposed to be immediately contacted. The coroner in Kendrick's case wasn't notified for six hours after his body found. The coroner, Bill Watson, expressed a, lot, a lack of confidence in the sheriff's department handle, handling of the case. He was pissed, much like the Matrice Richardson case. Remember how the coroner was upset that they moved the body without his knowledge? This reminds me a lot of that. The medical examiner claimed that the cause of death was positional asphyxia. That's a very broad medical term. It's very general. It's, it basically means you were positioned in a way that made you suffocate. The family is convinced someone hurt Kendrick and killed him. Whether intentional or not, he died as a result of someone inflicting harm on him. Five months have passed since Kendrick's death. The family goes to court because they want to get permission from a judge to have their son's body exhumed. They want a second independent autopsy. The judge agrees that they have enough reason to do this and permission is granted. Kendrick's casket would be unearthed. His body, which has been buried for five months, would be placed back on an autopsy table and a complete examination would take place. I can imagine the emotions the fa this family is feeling. They hire a forensic pathologist to do his own autopsy on Kendrick. This man is not involved in this case. He has no interest in whatever results come from what he finds. He is getting paid whether he finds that Kendrick was brutally murdered or that Kendrick died exactly the way the investigator said he did, which was suffocating after trying to retrieve a pair of sneakers from the mat. Again, he is completely independent from this family and from law enforcement. On June 14th, 2013, Kendrick's body was exhumed. The second autopsy is performed while family and friends patiently waited for him to finish. This was a real long process. I'd imagine it would take him all day. He finished his report, and the conclusion was that Kendrick died from the following. Unexplained, non-accidental, blunt force trauma. This completely contradicts the original autopsy that said he died from asphyxiation. Kendrick's parents were also informed by the pathologist that Kendrick's organs were missing. In the places where the organs should be, they were stuffed with newspaper. Now, I know that some funeral places will do this. It's just not really talked about. No one wants to know what kind of stuff happens in the background of a funeral home. His brain, heart, lungs, and liver were removed, possibly for testing or to be donated. Then they stuffed newspaper in his body so his body wouldn't appear bizarre looking with dips in his stomach and so on. His parents sue the funeral home for mishandling the body, but the state funeral director's board found that they didn't do anything illegal. Yes, they agree that it shouldn't have happened and they could have found something better than rolled up newspapers to replace his organs with, 
but they technically didn't do anything wrong. Stuffing the body with newspaper was like a 1970s thing. Now funeral homes use more sophisticated items. It's known that the funeral home offered their services for free for Kendrick's family. This may have been why they used newspaper. They were being cheap. The funeral home claims the organs were disposed of properly, just like every other body that comes in there. But his parents are convinced that his missing organs have something to do with his death. They think there is some kind of cover-up going on. The family spends the next three months standing in front of the courthouse holding signs and demanding answers. All they are asking is that an investigation into their son's death take place. That is their demand. Think about your own children. Imagine for a moment that one of them died and you were convinced that someone killed them and all you want is an investigation. They're not asking for an immediate arrest. They're just asking to investigate. They have the second autopsy report that says their son, di their son died of blunt force trauma and no one will listen to them. An anonymous donor even comes forward and offers $10,000 to anyone who can give information leading to an arrest. These are things that the police should have been doing, but they wouldn't. So Kendrick's family is doing their work instead. One judge finally feels something needs to happen, so he ordered the release of the school surveillance footage of Kendrick. Their surveillance footage is grainy at best. It shows Kendrick taking his final walk down the hallway. It shows him enter the gym. It shows him jog across the gym floor. Then he gets out of range of the camera and you can't see him anymore. It doesn't give any real answers. The judge also ordered that all investigative reports be released publicly. Kendrick had been dead for 10 months. There's a U.S. attorney named Michael Moore, and he's not convinced that Kendrick died accidentally. He says the FBI will do the investigation. This isn't going to happen overnight, though. On January 14, 2014, this is one year since Kendrick died. His family hosts a vigil at a memorial park. It was also around this time that the anonymous donor decides he's no longer willing to donate the money. The original agreement was for 90 days, and that has came and went. A pastor at a local church tells everyone that it's time for closure. We need to let Kendrick rest in peace, and let's all move on. An anonymous email is sent to police that says they know someone who confessed to killing Kendrick and there were four people involved. The district attorney orders a communications company to hand over the internet records of this user, but it turned out to be a hoax. The family files another lawsuit. This one would be against the Board of Education. They claim that a year prior to Kendrick's death, the school didn't investigate an incident that Kendrick had with another student. I don't know exactly what went down, but Kendrick was on a school bus. I'm assuming him and another student had a fight. Both were most likely suspended. But the family believes this incident somehow had something to do with Kendrick's death. So they filed a wrongful death suit. Almost two years after Kendrick died, the family goes very public. They ask for the public's help in solving what happened to their son. They're begging people to give them informa any information that they can, no matter how small. They want whoever is responsible to pay for what they've done. Another lawsuit comes out. Kendrick's parents accused three classmates of killing Kendrick. There were 38 defendants in the suit. An attorney for the school district says no one killed Kendrick. Yes, it was unfortunate what happened to him, and he's very sorry for the parents' loss, but this death was accidental, and Kendrick caused it to himself. He also said no one had any motive to harm Kendrick. 
It's super important to mention that there are two brothers who are white, and they have been accused of killing Kendrick by many folks. I'm not going to say their names on here because they haven't been charged, but a quick Google search would tell you guys any information about them you wanted to know. Kendrick had gotten into a fight with them a year before. The thing that stands out to me about these two brothers is that their dad is an FBI agent. Kendrick's father claimed that these two boys killed Kendrick and their dad helped cover it up. Now, Kendrick and one of the boys were good friends for many years. They just had a falling out about a year prior and ended their friendship. Of course, they adamantly denied any wrongdoing and even sued Kendrick's parents for defamation of character and other things. One thing that ruled these two out was that one brother was on a school bus to a wrestling tournament, and the other brother was seen on camera on a completely opposite end of the school. So they both have solid alibis. Their home was raided and cell phones and laptops from the boys and their parents were taken, but there was no evidence that showed they had anything to do with the death. One of the boys had a full football scholarship to Florida State University. Some of Kendrick's supporters began calling the university and telling them that he was a murderer. The college ultimately withdrew the scholarship that they had offered. In 2015, this part hurts to tell you guys about, this would have been Kendrick's senior year. The parents are still battling with the school. They've got lawsuits and cases tied up in court. The parents say, I know we have our grievances with each other, but can we put them to the side for one moment? And can you please do the following during the graduation? This is what Kendrick's parents are asking the school to do for the graduation. Number one, hold a moment of silence for Kendrick. Number two, have Kendrick's sister walk across the stage and receive her brother's diploma. Now, Kendrick's sister is two years older than Kendrick. She graduated in 2013 from the same school Kendrick died, and she wasn't allowed to walk across the stage and get her own diploma because she showed up wearing a photo of Kendrick on her graduation gown. This is a, a just a fucked up, incredibly sad situation all around. Well, there's this large unity group out of Atlanta, Georgia, and they get wind of this. So they stage a protest at the school during the graduation ceremony. To prove their point, these folks spent four days walking on foot to the school. They show up and they've got their loudspeakers and huge signs. Some of the signs even featured Kendrick's autopsy photos. They demand that a moment of silence be held for Kendrick and that Kendrick's sister be allowed to walk across the stage and receive her brother's diploma. They are really causing a scene during this graduation. Well, the school isn't having it. They aren't allowing them in. They're not going to comply. They want their quiet little ceremony to continue without interruptions. The police came and five of the protesters are arrested. Kendrick's parents have adamantly stated that Kendrick was murdered. He was then rolled up in the gym mat and staged to look like an accident, and the sheriff's department is covering for someone. More specifically, he was killed by these two brothers, and their FBI dad helped cover it up. In June of 2016, the Department of Justice announced no charges would be filed against anyone in relation to Kendrick Johnson's death, considering there was insufficient evidence to support federal criminal charges. Kendrick's mother said 2016 would be the year of accountability. Someone will come clean. She will never stop seeking justice for her son. 
She withdrew the $100 million lawsuit accusing the brothers of killing her son. There would still be multiple lawsuits to come. They are suing the shit out of a lot of people. None were ever won, though, unfortunately. In fact, a judge ordered that Kendrick's parents had to pay $300,000 to have attorney fees reimbursed for these defendants who, claimed, who they claim killed their son. This family spent a whole lot of time in court. In 2018, the family is back in court again to ask a judge if they could have their son's body exhumed again for a third autopsy. Kendrick has been dead for five years now. I don't know how much info they can get out of a body that has been underground for five years, but a judge grants them permission. Just like before, an independent pathologist will be performing the autopsy. On June 22nd, 2018, Kendrick's casket is dug up for a second time. His remains are taken in for a third autopsy. This pathologist determined Kendrick died of the same thing the previous examiner said. He died of blunt force trauma. The pathologist even specified that the blunt force trauma was to the right side of his neck and his right thorax. He said the force was equivalent to a 45-pound dumbbell. Do you guys remember back to what class Kendrick was supposed to be in when he went missing? A weightlifting class? Do what you want with that info. It was just a conclusion that I'd come to. So his parents have two pathologists that have both come to an agreement that Kendrick died due to blunt force trauma and no one will listen to them. A killer is walking free. Kendrick's parents want this information presented in front of a judge and jury. They feel there is enough info to prove that their son was killed and it wasn't an accidental suffocation. In June of 2020, this case is resurrected on social media. An online petition is started to reopen the case. Its goal was 1.5 million signatures. One of those signatures was mine, by the way. Even celebrities, including Kim Kardashian, joined in on the movement. I found Kendrick's mom's Facebook page, and man, you guys, this woman's passionate. Every post is about her son. You guys might think I post a lot about Michael. Well, this woman is fighting every single day for justice. She has a lot of followers. I read through a lot of them. One that stood out to me was, how did these evil motherfuckers sleep at night knowing they killed my innocent child and rolled him up dead in a mat? It's admirable that Kendrick has been gone for eight years and she's still not giving up. I'd like to think we would all be this way if we believed our child was harmed by someone and no one believed us. I did a lot of searching on Reddit about this case, about this case, and it seems like there's a big divide. About half the folks think he was murdered. The other half think he died accidentally. Many believe the rumors and social media posts are what the case is built on, which is why there really is no case. Many criticize Kendrick's mother for making that classmate lose his scholarship to Florida State University. Another criticized her for posting a photo of one of the classmate's 92-year-old grandmother and captioning it, justice will be served. Some claim she has posted addresses and phone numbers of innocent people. I didn't see anything like that on her page when I went searching, but I'm not saying it wasn't there. Many believe that she finds it easier to be angry than sad. I don't blame this woman at all. Her baby is gone and all she is asking for is a thorough investigation. The police won't give her that because they say that there is nothing to investigate. There's no winners in this. Everybody lost. I believe the Johnsons are going to spend every moment of the rest of their lives demanding justice be served. 
If alive today, Kendrick would be 25 years old. He would have graduated college by now and living his dream as a professional football player. I'm so sorry to Kendrick and his family. He was young and talented and just a good kid. I hope his family is able to get an answer someday about what had happened to him. If someone killed him, they need to be held accountable. Rest in peace, Kendrick Johnson. That's it for this week. Take care and much love to you all.